Hello, everyone. This is Ed Clay. I'm here with Melanie Sinclair. Hello, hello. And we are Freedom Cartel. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Interesting, interesting week this past week. Melanie, what's been going on in your life? Drama. Drama? Drama, drama. I'm so glad I became a theater major because it just fits right on in. Yeah, it's just been drama, man. Yeah. Yeah, one thing after another. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, parts of it. I did not. All I have to do is look at the entertainment lineup, and I can tell what kind of progressive, you know, thing they're trying to push. Beyonce uh-huh. and I know, watched Beyonce. Yeah, Be- Beyonce's awesome. Pro- Beyonce's a beautiful girl, but she needs to put some clothes on when you got that many young kids out there watching football, and you know, keep it around the African, you know, campfire. If you want to bump and grind and do your war dance, you see, I, say. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> I really couldn't. I think that it was completely appropriate for the time. Uh, we had a wardrobe malfunction years ago. I mean, it's not like the Super Bowl. Janet Jackson and her boob. It's not like the Super Bowl has ever had non-risque uh, halftime shows. And so, to me, you, if you're a parent and you have your kids watching the Super Bowl, you can't be shocked. That they're having a crazy halftime because think about it, you know it's guess what, it's going to happen again next year and guess what, it's going to happen again the year after that because Britney Spears, whoever Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction that was that Justin, was years ago wasn't that it? That was yeah. Justin Timberlake. This is only the last year was the first year they had anything remotely risque since then even a little bit. This year was basically pole dancing half naked. Um, she's an outstanding entertainer. Don't she's a beautiful wrong. girl. I mean, she's a beautiful girl. She's got a great voice. I'm just saying, if, if nobody's if, dissing her talents, if I was if I was having kids watch the Super Bowl halftime show, I'd have to look in the mirror because it's probably your own damn fault if you don't like what's what's being shown to your kids, especially with Beyonce playing. I mean, have you? It doesn't. I mean, just add it up. It's Beyonce. Have you ever seen one of her shows? You ever seen her ads? She shakes her ass. I was a little disappointed actually. You were hoping for a little bit more TNA. I was. I I did not at all. I actually thought it was pretty PG for Beyonce. I've seen Beyonce, some of the things that she's on the the award shows, and I thought it was just fine. I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah, I'm just surprised there's not a white person out there with talent they can have, and or a Chinese person. I mean, we don't have to go white. I mean, we can go. You know, a Mexican person. Is there not a Mexican person that can go out there and dance and? Well, yeah, J-Lo, I don't know. She's kind of old hat. I mean, Beyonce was hot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Taylor Swift, maybe. Let's get a little wholesome. <laughs> yeah, some Taylor Swift. Yeah, she, she probably would do it one day. Um, not like that, though. No. <laughs> not no. like that. I mean, the only <clears throat> thing that was missing from Beyonce was scratch and sniff. Yeah, I mean, she was amazing. I mean, if, if you looked at the definition in the TV, it was like she was dancing in the room in front of us. I was just thrilled. At Beyonce. You were salivating. Well, I was just happy that you're she, just lonely, Ed. No, I'm, my girlfriend was sitting there with me. Oh, well, that's good. We both commented. Y'all had how, a good night after that. How awesome the uh, dancing of Beyonce was. Yeah. Like, wow. Look at look at her. Can you, can you shake your butt like that? I mean, that's shaking it like a salt shaker. You not seen me dance? Oh no, you you can dance. <laughs> you're a dancing machine. I'm a dancing machine. She's like one of those. Uh, you put a quarter in her and she starts dancing, you know? Like the Energizer Bunny just keeps going. Oh, and my going gosh. And dance going. and dance and dance. Uh, yeah, I can go on a four-hour dancing spree. Don't put me on the treadmill for 30 minutes. I can't do it. But you can start <laughs> playing, you know, 70s, 80s music, man, and, you know, a little U2 or Def Leppard. I'm gone. I go into another world, 
and I boogie it down. I can run a marathon literally when I go out dancing. I, I come back, I come home, and my clothes are drenched. All the alcohol I drank that night, which is usually a lot when I go, I am bone cold sober by the end of it all. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, they had Alicia Keys, you know. I mean, I just, you know, I just thought there's got to be some other, you know, some, you know, uh, Muslim that's got to be some, some musically talented other than the blacks. I mean, I, you know, I'm okay with that, but it's just not my genre. However, you know, I've kind of gotten into, uh, uh, what's her name? Vicky Minaj? Mickey oh, Minaj? Oh, Nicki Minaj. Mickey, that's it. I like Nicki Minaj. Isn't she from England? Is she really? Yeah, I think she's from England. She, she, doesn't, sound, she doesn't sound like she's from England. She sounds oh, like... When she, she, when she talks, she does, not when she sings. Are you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, actually, I wouldn't know. Uh, I, I just learned of Nicki Minaj about three weeks ago, and I read she was from England. I think that's the same girl I was reading about. Well, they certainly have gone out of their way to promote the, you know, um, the, the, the socialist countries, actors, actresses, singers... Uh, they're doing a really good job in that in this country. Yeah, you know, most of them for Canada anyway. I mean, Nashville. I think all of our movies are f- filmed mostly in Canada. Uh, well, <clears throat> anyway, interesting. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Our so. lights went out. I missed that. Lights went out in the Super Bowl. Beyonce. Right after Beyonce, the halftime ended up being like an hour and ten minutes total halftime because the lights went out. Yeah, but they ran. They ran. They ran like one or two plays, and the lights went out when they were in the middle of running the last play. And, yeah, I don't know what news channel was like, you know, uh, could it have been the Chinese and the power grid? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, you know what? At this point, it wouldn't surprise me. It really, really wouldn't. So, you know, I don't know. I just think, I guess for me, I'm kind of resentful for it. I mean, I can't blame it all on fiance, uh, fiance, <laughs> Beyonce, whatever her name is. I can't blame it all on her. But I really f- see things like that, venues like that, as a distraction for the American people so they don't stop to look what's going on politically in this country. Uh, it's, it's kind of the Pied Piper. Uh, all the musical and, and movie industries, all those industries are the Pied Piper. And they just have got people you know, following American Idol. I, mean, I think more people, twice the amount of people, voted in American Idol than they did in the damn elections. You know, no wonder we got a damn civilian armies, you know, threatened to come into Chicago. And, um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little resentful in that way. I, I, I feel you. It's, it's okay, Melly. Yeah, so, uh-huh. like I said, I can't, I can't blame it on Beyonce. Damn it, Beyonce. I thought she was fantastic. I was mesmerized. Beautiful girl. Totally mesmerized. So, uh, anyways, anyways, we had an interesting week the last week. It's, it's, every week is interesting nowadays in America. The uh, the attacks and the boldness of not only our, our president but of our entire government and the entire news media is is unbelievable. Although I do have hope that maybe MSNBC and Rachel Maddow uh, aren't in support of Obama assassinating American citizens. Maddow did an amazing piece last night. One of the best pieces. And that's why, you know, I've always told you I have respect for Maddow as far as her intelligence. Yeah, I can't get over the other 98% of her. Oh, I get you. But I'm telling you, like, whenever she makes an argument, if she would just, I mean, the the argument against the, the NDA that she did last year and the argument 
uh, yesterday that she made against the president being able to assassinate American citizens. It was brilliant. It was, she, she did a great job. She broke it down like no other. And, and you know, she hit, hit a lot of different subjects, and I, I, I was impressed. But now the memo came out, the report, the white paper. 16 pages memo. 16-page memo, yep. Uh, detailing how it is now legal to assassinate American citizens uh, by the government if they believe that we are an imminent threat or we could possibly become an imminent threat. Uh, I didn't word that last part right. Is it, uh, how, how is it? How is it worded exactly, Kim? Well, basically, um, and I thought I actually had the actual text, but uh, basically it says that if somebody has a history of planning attacks and is likely to plan a future attack, then it is in the government's best interest to act in its own self-defense unless the person has demonstrated uh, abandoning those plans, which how in the world are you going to do that? Let me, uh, let me add this in. Um, <clears throat> basically, this memo is a, is a copy <clears throat> It's what M- uh, NBC News um, provided, and I think you can probably find it uh, still on their website. It provides new details about the legal reasoning behind one of Obama, Obama administration's new secretive and controversial policies. It's dramatically increased use of drone strikes against al-Qaeda suspects abroad, including those aimed at American citizens, and you have to take in mind September 2011 strike in Yemen that killed uh, alleged al-Qaeda operative Anwar Al-Awaki, thank you, and Samir Khan. Um, Both were U.S. citizens who had never been indicted by the U.S. government nor charged with any crimes. And you know, um, you know, I, I, it's it's basically a war on for what they're trying to use as a war on for people who have different last names, you know, they're very Muslim last names, and you know, they haven't been. It's very important in this country that you have some sort of um, reasonable cause uh, to be going after people uh, to kill them. And they really have not really produced anything other than the fact that they say that they're terrorists. So, quite frankly, this memo, um, as far as Obama is concerned, if he decided to think that we were terrorists, that he would be legally able to kill us. And no repercussions um, and, and so on and so forth. I am excited in the fact that um, in, in NBC put this out because I'm kind of lost a little faith in them. I kind of felt like they really have drifted down that path of the media protecting him. What do you think? Well, I, I, I'm, I think it goes to our Second Amendment argument of why we need our guns, number one, although if they wanted to assassinate us, uh, you know, they'd be taking us out with the sniper or it wouldn't be that hard. Wait a minute. They just killed, or at least, excuse me, oh, I didn't mean to say they just killed. Uh, the number one sniper, top sniper in the United States was just killed by, oh, what a coincidence, somebody with a mental illness with post-traumatic stress syndrome. So, you know, hmm, 
Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I believe it. I mean, like Ron Paul made a statement about that. He's like, I'm not happy with that statement. Oh, I get it though. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get it. Absolutely. No, no, no. I get. You don't. Um, I mean, why would you take someone uh, with PTSD? You know, is, I mean, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why you would take them to a gun range. That's the first thing I thought. Like, why would you take someone with PTSD to a gun range? Let me. Tell, I agree with that. I completely agree with what you're saying on that, and that's what doesn't make sense, I, and that's what bothers me about this whole situation. I remember when I was little, I went to a Vanderbilt football game with my father, and I remember we were standing out at the concessions line, and they Vanderbilt just scored. They shot off the cannons, and this, I guess he was a Vietnam vet, all of a sudden started going nuts. You know, absolutely. He thought he was under attack. You know, here we are at a, you know a college football game. Man, they ended up having to tackle this guy. This guy was just absolutely going. I mean, he really. I mean, he he had lost it just from it. the sounds of those cannons. So that's the thing is that common sense wise, I don't, I don't get this. I mean, did somebody tell him this is what he has to do? Um, you know, go out and you know give them more post traumatic stress syndrome. I'm just not seeing the logic of why. This would remotely be okay. I mean, if I had a family member that had it, I certainly wouldn't be taking them out shooting on the weekends. <laughs> you know, right? Right. It's common sense. Well, that's 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 what I was saying. Go that's ahead. why I agreed. He said, you know, basically, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And uh, yeah, but it had a little bit more of a tone of um, I don't know. You're going over there blowing people up, so it's only right that it comes back and gets you. It's kind of the way it sounded. It just didn't. You could have said the I last love, part without saying the first part. That's right. I, I and I, you know, I I agree with most of what Ron Paul says, but every now and then he says something like that that just I don't know. I just well, keep it. I've, I've, uh, question: Have you guys looked up what the guy said and did? Yes. <clears throat> do you, do you, re- you hear about his book? Oh, oh! You mean the sniper guy? Yeah, Chris Kyle or whatever his name was. Yeah, um, I uh, have heard a little bit. I've not, I have not read the book. I really don't. I mean, it would be all be hearsay, really. So, uh, what do you, what points are you trying to pull from that? Well, uh, th- what I'm saying is, I, I I understand exactly what he was saying with that comment. I mean, you have a guy who goes and basically he's bragging about being the sniper that's killed the most people in the world uh he put a target on his back he's very very gung-ho about war and you know killing people basically he concocted this whole story that he knocked out jesse ventura in a bar you know is he the same one that did that i remember that and you know he's he was a very pro-violence type guy so that's very aggressive in his interviews you can feel it the aggression yeah, right. so I, I totally get it. He made another statement. As a veteran, I certainly recognize that this weekend's violence and killing of Chris Kyle were a tragic and sad event. My condolences and prayers go out to Mr. Kyle's family. Unconstitutional and unnecessary wars have endless unintended consequences. A policy of nonviolence, as Christ preached, would have prevented this and similar tragedies. And see, now you're getting, you're, you're, you're going to start seeing stuff around Paul, which is kind of cool. <clears throat> You're going to see him really speaking his mind. And, you know, sometimes we don't like what he says. Sometimes we don't like the truth. But the fact is, he told a brutal truth in the one before. Live by the sword, die by the sword. You have to have some kind of peace in your heart. If not, if you have that killing mentality, 
bad things can eventually happen. So I get what he's saying. People can, you know, I, I don't read Facebook. I really don't. I, I knew that he posted this uh, from one of the websites. But, you know, I don't know. So, so I'm not persuaded either way. No, no, no. In, in what the, the argument is. I'm just is. saying I think he could have handled it a little, uh, just a little differently. The truth hurts. It does, and it just, I don't know. I just kind of felt that it was just uh, a little brutal because. Me too. I, I, I liked it because of that. You like, yeah. You, see, I did. I, I thought, man, you know what? We need we need that constantly right now. We maybe need, that's we, it. We, maybe we, we, we reminders. do. Maybe I don't like hearing it. Well, just no, because we don't I'm, like hearing you know, it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we had an American right. hero die and shot. I get it. That's a horrible thing. At the same time, you know, let's look at what he said. Let's look at what he's, what he's promoting. Um, and was it a little, you know, it, it wasn't, if he was, if he was a congressman, you know, he couldn't say what he just said. He's not a congress. He's just a regular citizen now. And, uh, you know, he can say whatever the hell he wants to. I mean, I've said a lot, think about, think about all the stuff that we say on here. If we were congressmen or politicians, we could never say those things. Oh, really? So politically incorrect. But, you know, Ron Paul, <laughs> uh, you couldn't, yeah. Well, they'd kick you. you Nobody know. like Channel 4 might not listen to me. I might not get any airtime, but I would still speak about how I felt things were. Right. But, you know, so, I mean, I, I get, I get, uh, you know, what he was saying. I respect it. I like his honesty. You know, is it is it the truth that we want to hear? No. Is timing a little bad? Yes. Uh, if he would have said it, you know, a few weeks later, would have been all right? You know, would people have felt a little better about it? Sure. If he would have came out with this statement right here, you know, the the, the last statement he made, uh, would it have been a little a little better? Yes. <clears throat> he feels he, that's how he feels though. He feels just like last yeah. week when I mentioned the whole uh, a couple weeks ago the whole Charlie Wrangle thing. You know, I mean that's a brutal truth. And I when I go back and listen to it, I almost don't like it because I sound a little hateful. That really upset you last week. I could see it just absolutely go down your spine. It's in your bone now. Well, it bothers me when people uh, pick on American people. Well, center out uh, white people or any race any race for that matter. And so whenever I was doing it, I was saying it in a way that was meant to hurt and was meant to sting because you know what? I feel hurt and sting every time I hear those idiots blame it on the southern white man or blame it on the white man. It's the white man. It's like, I mean, really? Yeah, and let's get over White that. man is the most, you know, uh, is, is hated on, the, in my opinion, the most. So why don't we just... <laughs> it's all your fault, Ed. It's all the white man's fault for holding, <laughs> the, holding the black man down. Like, come yeah. on, dude, really? Time let's, to get over that. Let's, let's please... Let's get off of Uncle Sam's plantation and stand and then, up. Yeah, and then, and then what, what would happen if you do talk about the uh, honest numbers of gun violence in America? I mean, why don't we talk about that? And even on, on their note, I wish if, if they if they got a problem, I wish they talked to us about whatever pain they're feeling from whatever we did 150 years ago. I'd like to hear it. Let's at least have a discussion because technically they can't bring it up without white people going crazy. Oh no, let, let's hear it. Let's actually have this discussion openly. I'm down with that. Well, I, I, if, if if they were harboring hate and resentment from what we did, you know, 150 years ago. Then, okay, it's been 150 years. How can we work work through this and get over it? And you know, and then maybe we need to educate them on, on why we have gun control. First gun control, 1868, was uh, to keep African Americans from having guns because the white people didn't think they were they thought they thought they were too dangerous to have guns. That's the whole thing with the Al Sharpton thing. It's like you know, uh, 
Maybe he's not all black. Maybe he's like black, you know, Mexican or something that sways his opinion differently. I'm not so sure, but I can guarantee you this. If I were black, I, you know, would be really uh, hugging that Constitution. I mean, really. And that's not what we got going on. We've got Uncle Sam's plantation. Um, not all blacks. I mean, I'm just saying that majority, and you got it in every race have all jumped on to Uncle Sam's plantation. They want their cell phone. They want their bills paid. They want everything for free because they're entitled. And the media completely uses it for political election advantages. And that's where it becomes really sad is that, you know, not all black people are like this. But that would be the perception they would like to portray just in order to keep, you know, more people on the plan uh, on the plantation and and take more taxpayer monies to pay for that plantation's existence. So yeah, I uh, I completely agree. I agree. It's uh, attack the white boy day. I mean, it's been that for a long time now. Absolutely, it really has. So here's what uh, here's what this report says, and the. Cover of the report, the headline on the front of the report is Lawfulness of Lethal Operation Directed Against a U.S. Citizen Who is a Senior Operational Leader of Al Qaeda, or that's the kicker right there, or an Associated Force. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean, does associated mean, force? Does that mean you're associated to Al-Qaeda, or does that mean you're associated to terrorism? Exactly. And <clears throat> look at the DHS's version definition of what a terrorist is. Yes, exactly. They, they, are, they are targeting southern white men on this, for sure. Southern white men are in trouble. Let's read this. First, the condition that an operational leader present an imminent threat of violent attack against the United States does not require... The United States to have clear evidence that a specific attack on U.S. persons and interests will take place in the immediate future. I see a minority report. We're going to predict that, you know, that there's going to be problems. And therefore, because we predict that you are a terrorist, that gives us full right and no explanation of bombing you, of taking you out. Bigger issue, I think, is the fact that I said. There does not have to be any evidence of. That's right. So <laughs> I mean, there doesn't have to be any evidence. Again. But the, yeah. that's the thing is that it's always been that way. They, you can't. I mean, really. It says present an imminent threat of violent attack against the United States does not does not does not require the United States to have clear evidence <laughs> that a specific attack on U.S. person and interests will take place in the immediate future. Okay. So basically, there can be no clear evidence. (laughs) And if the government wants to assassinate us, they are allowed to do it. All right. There can be no clear evidence. Basically, we have no evidence against you, but we're going to kill you because we want to. No clear evidence. Let's say we have to have... Wait. No, it does not require clear evidence. I keep thinking I'm reading it wrong or something. I mean, and it's shocking. As soon as I, you know, as soon as I think that 
it couldn't happen, it does. I've gotten to the point where, you know, people go, oh, that can't happen. I'm like, I don't know, dude, man. I I would say it wouldn't. I, you know, maybe 20 years ago I could say I could say that, but at this point now it's like, you know, um, everything's fair game, it seems. And um, which just just is really scary for the American people. I mean, you look at the DHS, Homeland Security, a definition of a terrorist, and the definition is an American. I mean, flat out and simple. Now, we'll say that going to bomb, you know, like abortion clinics or bomb places for religious purposes is not American. I think that was like the only one that I think that majority of people that I hang out with wouldn't do, right? But everything else was pro-Constitution, pro-Bill of Rights, you know, pro-American, you know, anti-UN, whatever. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. And that sums up American citizens. So, uh, and I think people, this should be a wake-up call to people because it kind of, in a sense, um, really backs up what we've been saying on this issue is uh, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, the scratch and sniff test. It's there. Look at it. Read it. Smell it. Absorb it. Because now it's written and now you can see exactly uh, what the government's doing. There is no more vagueness. There is no more conspiracy theory. And the harsh reality should be making people sick at their stomachs. And those who are not bothered by this, there is a mental illness with you. You need to go down and check in to your local psychologist and they will declare you mentally ill. They'll put you on some Prozac. You can give up your guns and go ahead and get on the Uncle Sam's plantation and, um, you know, concentration camp. And you can go ahead and check yourself in and you'll get your, you know, big screen TV and everything will be okay. Okay, so check this out here. This is, this is what it's saying here. <clears throat> Here, the Department of Justice concludes that only uh, only that where the following three conditions are met, a U.S. operation using lethal force, so an assassination mission, in a foreign country against a U.S. citizen who is a senior operational leader of al-Qaeda or an associated force would be lawful. Number one, this is amazing, an informed high-level official of the U.S. government has determined that the, target, the targeted individual poses an imminent threat of violent attack against the United States. Okay. We'll look at number one. An informed, high-level official of the U.S. government. All they have to do... Who would be high-level? Like president, vice president? How high does that level go? Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense. We're not talking about senators or congressmen. We're talking higher than that. Should be Secretary of Defense. Or, yeah, or Department of Homeland Security. So, and what do they do? So, So that... That high-level official, a.k.a. God, can now determine whether he feels that you have some sort of mental illness. That the lack of evidence supports. (laughs) That the lack of evidence supports him killing you, assassinating you. Wow, don't you love that lack of evidence? Yeah, it's, it's 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 amazing. Like, how does this happen? An informed high, an informed. What is what does an informed high level official mean anyway? Why are they more informed than us? I mean, what what does that mean? They got secrets. Informed 
high-level official of the U.S. government has determined, this guy, this brilliant high-level official has determined that has, by the way, this high-level official has not been elected by me or you or anybody in America. He's been appointed, appointed by the dictator of America. Czar. Yeah. And informed, high-level, I'm just breaking this down, official of the U.S. government has determined that the targeted individual poses an imminent threat of violent attack against the United States. Number two, capture is infeasible. And the United States continues to monitor whether the capture becomes feasible. Or number three. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Feasible. Does that mean, uh, i got to go pick up some milk. Let's go ahead and capture them now. And uh, it's feasible for me now to go ahead and take them out. What, what is feasible? Well, it breaks it down here. It, it does break it down later <laughs> in the, the article. Uh, you know, whether it's risked, risk to the U.S. forces, et cetera. A lot of it makes sense. Uh, but it just makes sense, just that. I mean, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make None it lawful. The other part of it, it all makes sense. sense. Communism <laughs> makes sense if you look at it in its purest form. So does socialism. So does capitalism, of course. But uh, we can make sense out of a lot of things. We don't live in a socialistic or communist country. Number three, the operation. Well, we sort of do. I was going to say. Number that. three, the operation would be conducted in a manner consistent with applicable laws of war principles. This conclusion is reached with recognition of the extraordinary seriousness death of a lethal operation by the United States against a U.S. citizen. Damn right it's serious. And also of the extraordinary seriousness of the threat posed by senior operational Al-Qaeda members and the loss of life that would result where were their operation successful. Mm. <laughs> so David Koresh Based on on the analysis given here, I mean, David Koresh had anti-government views. The risk assessment would, based on this article, say they should have just used a drone strike. You got it. Instead of had they had them, that's what they would have done. It's yeah. about what they did out there. I mean, people don't realize that you may not agree with the way that this guy ran things, but these people lined up like cattle to live this way. Self responsibility. Oh, yeah, you know, and the government doesn't like it when you stockpile guns. They didn't well, like it when you stockpile food. He was a gun dealer, by God. I mean, like, God forbid you're a gun dealer with 50 guns. I mean, that's just out of who, who, what kind of gun dealer would have 50 guns? I don't know, but Tim and I will tell you that they'll send SWAT in with some tear gas and uh, bust down the doors like they did in Columbia, Tennessee the other day. Uh, they busted, they, they, supposedly, you know, there was an intruder in a gun, in a gun store. And they surrounded the building, you know, blasted in tear gas, and uh, SWAT raided the building, and there was nobody in there. Ooh. And it's like, you know, and I told them, I was like, you know, thank goodness that our SWAT had, you know, a good exercise on how to take over a gun store. I'm so glad that they were able to get that into their training session. Knowing all the inventory of any type of clothing they might have was completely ruined by all the tear gas. Think about the guns that have got all this, you know, oily, nasty, well, what is tear gas made of? You know, really. I mean, what, 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 you know, everybody had to wait for four hours to even be able to enter the building after they did it. You know, tell them what kind of damage. I would love to see what the damage they did to the building. So, and I'm sure the gun store owner, I mean, you know, what's the difference between that and a damn, you know, uh, gang violence happening on your, on your, you know, property? Not much, except for one's a government and one's are civilians. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. 
we're definitely in for uh, in for a ride. But um, as I have said repeatedly, uh, I'm going to be sitting there watching my mob wives and my housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm waiting for them to come to me. Uh, I'm not a terrorist. I don't believe really in the fighting. But you know, if I'm pushed, you know, to that where I have to defend myself, then I guess then that's what I have to do. Um, but I would much rather you know not do that. I would much rather be able to, you know, have a happy life and live, you know, happy. Why can't we do that? I'm with you. I just wish people would just leave me alone. <laughs> I know. I mean, really, it's like, you know, when you think about what, what, what it means to be an American, <clears throat> really what it means to be an American is to be as basically a free individual, a free individual, not a free community, not a free collective collective yeah a free individual that's what's made america so strong is our individualism yeah but the socialists not this not this nationalistic crap the socialists can't wipe their ass without the government man I mean, no, they, can't. they can't it's a disease it's a sickness it's you know vocational re you know rehabilitation i mean but you look at like mental illness you look at what they're doing with with the gun control right now and with the attacks on the NRA, calling them Nazis, and I'm not the biggest NRA fan, but not for the same reasons that they that they aren't. I'm against not against the NRA. I, I'm not a big supporter of the NRA because I don't think they go far enough. No, I like uh, I call them Nagra N A G R. I like Gun Wars of America. Yeah, well, yeah, there are other ones. NRA is kind of to me, it's like uh, uh, McCain's. Um, right. You know, political tool, and they've done nothing but give away our Second Amendment rights. And you know, you know, the light flavored, ultra light. I mean, yeah, we got all sorts of gun control because of them. But could I mean? Here's the thing: could the reason the NRA not like think, think about this? Well, I want to figure out how to phrase this. We don't think that they go far enough. And still, they're being called Nazis, and you know, <laughs> you basically know horrible people from the left. I mean, we're like, really? What does this say about us? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, could a gun owners of America or something like that uh, do well? You know, could they even yeah. survive in that environment? I mean, I, I don't think they could. And you know, the, the times are changing; they are evolving, and and people are like, oh, you know, we just got to kind of go with the flow. And the the reality is, we could be going with the flow into slaughter. We gotta go watch Beyonce. I mean, yeah. We got yeah. better things to do, man. Damn right. Y'all are all crazy. I'll watch me some Beyonce. I'll get you some Beyonce. So yeah, but it's official. Scratch and sniff poster. It's official that Beyonce is hot, and that our government can now assassinate us legally. So what are you complaining about, dude? What are we complaining about? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it is funny. I mean, people, it's not really funny. It's actually kind of sad, but, you know, the Pied Piper has been piping for quite a long time, and it's got a lot of a lot of followers. There are a lot of freaking people on Uncle Sam's plantation, and they have no qualms about it. What does that say? It kind of takes me back to my childhood, my childhood, it really kind of takes me back to when I got old enough to leave my parents' home. My parents made it where 
I didn't really want to come back and live with them. It's time for little birdie to fly. I had no desire to go to college and then move back in on my parents. And I feel that same way with the government. I have no desire to be controlled. And these people have some sort of desire to be controlled. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's they're teaching that in schools. I don't know. You know, I, and I have an issue with authority because of it. And people don't have an issue today with authority. Why do they not have an issue with authority? Well, I, mean, I can tell you. I can tell you why. Number one, look what they teach in schools now. I mean, first of all, students are not allowed to defend themselves. If you're punched in a school by another student, by a bully, and you fight back, you're suspended automatically for, what, three days? Yeah. Automatically. No, I think you go get sent down to juvie. Yeah. I mean, I think they take you down and probably fingerprint you and haul you down, depending well, on how bad the fight was anyway. Yeah, it depends on how bad it is. I have some friends that are mm-hmm. kids from church that go to Overton and it, on a case-by-case basis. But uh, it's all actually, in theory, the punishment now is less than when I was in school because it was three days, even when I was in school. But now both parties, it's three days in school suspension unless – it's a gang fight, which most of them end up being at Overton now, uh, where there are multiple people involved, and then it's automatic out-of-school suspension. One of the main reasons why we need uh, <laughs> 30, 30-bullet 30 uh, backups when we uh, pull out our AK-15, gang violence, which is you know rampant at this point. But, just, but, but I want yeah. you to look at this. <clears throat> so you defend yourself in a fight, and people could say, well, this has been going on for a while, and it has. That's the point. It's incremental. Mm-hmm. You start, you know, desensitizing a society to slow boil. You know, the idea that you're not allowed to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not. No, you you don't have a right to defend yourself when you're in public school. You don't have a right to defend yourself when there's other government officials, which to me a school teacher is a government official, government employees rather. Uh are around you can't defend yourself if somebody's punching you in the face if somebody's beating you with a baseball bat god forbid you fight back because that's wrong and you will be suspended well i'll tell you what i mean you'll what what will happen is that you'll land over in jail fingerprinted put in jail for two three years waiting for your trial to come around there you go and so you know and then you you look at the the system the, the 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 judge up i think it was michigan was it michigan the cash for kids Mm-hmm. Where he was getting paid to keep kids in, in jail. Some kids two years. Yeah. Some kids three years. He made it like I think it was like three million bucks off the whole deal. Jeez. Oh, I mean, just disgustingness. But I mean, th- that's what happens. And you know, kids are taught not to fight. They're taught. And, and so, what is that? What does that translate into when you're you know forty years old? Uh, a country full of wussy men. You got it. Don't fight back. Don't fight back. You know, it's like. Be a sissy. Be a victim. It's okay. Government will take care of you. Government will prosecute them for you. Government will put them in, put them in jail for you. And the government oh, okay. government will fight against the government order. either. No, I mean, it, it's they're, they're, they're breaking us down as we speak. It's, it's sad. I don't know the answer. 
Obama is uh, Obama. It's not just him. No, I was going to say Obama is uh, acting like a tyrant, but there are plenty of people that are supporting him and helping him in his mm-hmm. tyrannical. Uh, Can we act. really just? I mean, you know, I don't know. I get so tired of people saying President Obama is President Valerie Jarrett. Yeah, see, I don't know it well enough. I don't, I don't know yeah, that well enough. Well, look it up. She's, you know, she's the um, the man behind the curtain. Or, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I think in Washington State we can't use man. She's the woman behind the curtain. Right. So, yeah, no, completely. I mean, they don't, they're, they're raising, a, uh, you know, a bunch of children um, into adults that can't fight back. And, you know, um, there are people like me that tell my child, um, you know, don't lose the fight. I'll homeschool your ass. I mean, you know, I'll get you the best lawyers if I have to, but you don't ever let anybody push you around or scare you. And, um, you know, he uh, came home the other day, and I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a racist person, and I really have gone out of my way to make sure that I don't have that in my house and influences influencing my children because. I want my children to take people for face value. It's how you act. It's your behavior. It's who you are as a person, not the color of your skin. And my child came home from school and was like, Mom, I don't understand. I'm like, well, what you don't, why don't you understand? He's like, all the black kids in my school and my class are always in trouble. They're always picking fights with my teachers. I'm like, are all of them doing that? And he's like, well, not all of them. I'm like, well, you can't class people together just because of their skin. And he's like, but he's like, no, but he's like, majority of them are. And he's like, it's kind of weird. He's like, you know, they, they pick fights with the teachers, and it really kind of, you know, kind of scares me. I don't understand why people are at, why people act that way, you know. And, you know, here it is, you know, out of the mouths of babes. You know, here it is, a very innocent child um, that can see this, you know, where is President Obama's stance on black on black crime? Where is the where is Al Sharpton on this? Where are they trying to prevent their own people from slaughtering themselves, much less slaughtering everybody else? Where is that? No. We're going to disarm the law-abiding citizens. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Jesse Jackson's going to have Obama's civilian army, the TSA. Jesse Jackson has asked Obama to put the TSA into Chicago on the streets to help with the violence. And it's like, seriously? Really? My child can't defend themselves, you know, uh, you know, from a bully, but the government can go around and bully my child. Well, think about this, though. When the individual is, when the opportunity is taken away from the individual to defend themselves, uh, what else are we supposed to do? You know, I mean, government help me. Government come out to the streets. I mean, just imagine this. What if there was a campaign? A gun campaign promoting people owning firearms. Like, own firearms, get trained, learn how to use your weapon, defend yourself. You know, I I was watching this video that the Department of Homeland Security put out on what to do if there was a terrorist or an active shooter, rather, in your building. 
And it's a, it showed like somebody getting a pair of scissors. I saw that. It's like you're gonna attack. Yeah, it says scissors is like hide under here. And all I could think about, <laughs> all I could think, well, what if they just had a gun? They could shoot them. Well, no, I mean, not, it's like what? The, what? Are, what is wrong with you people? Why do? If scissors. you're gonna be so dramatic about it, let's just put a gun in your hand and shoot them. Forget the scissors. Get the stapler. Oh my God! I mean, it's just how about the kid sh- that was kidnapped down in Alabama? Do you think that bus driver had a gun on him? I don't know. I don't know what happened. How in the hell do you think that guy got on that bus with a gun? Tell me. I'm telling you right now. If I'd been one driving that bus and I had a gun on my hip and some, you know, guy comes up to my door with a gun pointing it at me, I'm gonna do my damnedest. I'm gonna be like, all right, everybody, get down on the floor. This is gonna get ugly. Right. And you know, I may come out dead by the end of it all. It's all going to be in the hands of God and luck, and the luck of me pulling my trigger and doing all that. But by God, I'm going to have, I'm going to defend these children. And that's the thing is that the government is going around saying they're doing this to defend our children. There was no defense on that bus, and luckily. This guy, I mean, knew, you know, pretty much after day one when they, or two, when they started taking, you know, giving the kid food and medicine, you know, you can pretty much say he's not going to hurt the kid, you know. I think he just wasn't quite ready to die yet. And, um, you know, it it's all for the children, isn't it? And, it, and that way what we're supposed to do, give up our Second Amendment for the children, your, your freedom of speech, it's for the children. Everything's for the children. And it's like, no, this is for the government. And you got to wonder why. You have to, especially when you look at this um, this 16-page you know, memo uh, that justifies the government in killing American citizens. Maybe we still are racist. Maybe, you know, uh, Alawaki, uh, he's got a Muslim last name. Maybe, he is, maybe he's guilty just by his name. Maybe he is a maybe he is a you know a terrorist, possibly so. And you know may, maybe we should be justified in killing him because his skin's not like ours. His name is not like ours. <clears throat> he was a white guy from Michigan. Alawaki was mm-hmm. okay. Well, let's use Osama <clears throat> bin Laden then. Yeah, he changed. His I, name. I, I didn't. A, no, 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 no. Was he not? No. Am I getting him mixed up yes, with somebody? His else? dad was a, for, uh, Egyptian. He kind of looked white, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, his he's, dad was Egyptian for sure. Getting him mixed he's a doctor up with from else. Egypt. Okay. Boy, you're like confusing me. Like, who the hell right. am I talking about? No, 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 you're right. But I mean, there was just, one. I know there was one that changed his name. Yeah. You get my point, though. And this is okay. This we got the same kind of government that says you U.S. citizens cannot use you know hate crimes. Yeah, you hate crimes, and really, hate crimes are for white people. That's really what it is. It's a it's a law for white people. Blacks can kill each other, and you know, hate hate crime. You know, that's everyday business. You know, white person kills a black person. We got a hate crime going on. We got some serious issues. We got to be. We we got. You know, it doesn't make sense that they they are oxymoroning, if that's a word, uh, their statements. It doesn't make sense. It does not add up. No, it doesn't add up. And all we can do at this point is hope that they don't turn against the American citizens. That's really it. We we just have to hope they don't turn against us. Well, I'm going to be watching my mob wives. I just really I don't. I just really hope that that's not the case. But I'm not going to go out looking for it. <laughs> and if it comes a knocking on my door, I guess I have to deal at that point. Well, but you have to deal. Your your life has to be ended. It sucks. Yeah. You know, it sucks that we have to worry about dying because of our government. It's like you know, the idea that we have to worry about being assassinated because 
some idiot could possibly think that what we say on this podcast makes us a, a domestic terrorist. I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's why I'm upset about it. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons I'm upset about it, but let's just speak openly. Like this, the idea that we could, because we don't agree with everything that our government does, because we're not down with, you know, uh, senseless drone killings and killing innocent people all over the world and, and turning undeclared over your guns. wars. And yeah, absolutely, turning over your guns and confiscation. The fact that we understand history and that we understand that Hitler uh, confiscated weapons first by registration, then months later by making them illegal and making the penalty of owning one death. Uh, just because we realized that 1933 Hitler uh, signed the Rashtag Fire Decree after setting a fire himself and blaming it on the communists, just because we realize what Mussolini and Stalin did and what other dictators have done all over the world, just because we realize that 265 million people were mur- murdered by their own governments in the 1900s, the highest cause of death rate for anything uh, non-health related, just because we realize that you know we are now targets because we have Ron Paul bumper stickers, uh, because we don't agree with uh, violating our, our Fourth Amendment right with the Patriot Act because we speak out against the National Defense Authorization Act that says they can detain American citizens indefinitely and send us to secret prisons, including Guantanamo <clears throat> Bay. All of those things, you know, yeah, we, we are targets because we speak out against them. And it's at a point where I feel like we are like the lone voice. There's a few of us, but it's it's not enough. I wish people would actually stand up and do something about it. I wish more people would speak out. I wish people wouldn't be so apathetic about everything. We certainly are putting our necks on the chopping board by doing this podcast, and people don't realize that. Anti-government is now considered anti-American. You look at Sandy Hook when they started doing the interviews of of people talking about that guy's mom. Oh, well, she was uh, anti-government and anti-American. And you start hearing that the the guy in uh, East Tennessee, we talked about that, uh, went to go into the school and the the school security guy, woman shot him. Uh, he had anti-government and therefore anti-American views. And so they're labeling anybody who has anti-government views as anti-American, and they're making sure that's being talked about with all these people so that the rest of us who have anti-government views are going to be labeled as anti-American and dangerous because you look at all yeah. these people. And, and notice they do it in the schools, too. I mean, that's where you, you get the children talking about it. And most parents don't care enough nowadays to to explain to their kids, like, hey, you know what? You don't really need to be listening to what they're teaching you because it's, it's probably not – doesn't follow our value system. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a form of popular vote. It's the way that they Democracy. get – Democracy. It's the way that they get the populace uh, on their side – I'll tell you, this is kind of a little bit off of the beaten track with it, but it's just a kind of another angle that I've often thought about over the years. It's like the Amber Alerts, or you're looking for a guy in a and you know OJ Simpson, you know, in a white in a white blazer with the tag numbers of such and such, and they put this out over TV, and all of a sudden the citizens are searching. The citizens have now become the police, which is much like what Hitler did, he, you know, especially with the children. How are your? What are your mommy and daddy saying at home? You know, and I, I just have gotten to the point where I look at all this stuff, not in suspicious as in like this is really you know going to a conspiracy theory side, but more on how to prevent it from going there. I don't think it's a good thing when they start posting people's faces 
on channel news channel when there hasn't been a judge there hasn't been a jury and we don't know uh, like Alawaki, whether he really alleged, really did this, and why are civilians so willing to turn another human being over to the government because the government says this is what's going on. But you know, and this is it's a popular vote. I mean, that's what they've done. They've they've the the, the, the populace has become the judge, well, especially when and the jury. So it's a, it's the point of having our constitution. You know, it's supposed to protect the rights of the individual to say controversial things to speak out against the government it's our duty you know like it is part of being it, an american yeah i mean uh, it's taught now as anti-american because it's always been told that the you know if the government gets too powerful they're gonna change things and they're gonna change your words and change the meaning of the constitution to where it doesn't mean anything you know the, the constitution isn't meant to protect government it's meant to protect the people against the government and that whole idea has been lost in, you know, thousands and thousands of pages of laws that are twisting the meaning of the Constitution and and those type of things. So, yeah, it's kind of a de- depressing thought and uh, realization that, you know, everything that we've been saying is absolutely 100% true. There's probably a lot more to it than we even know. They're, they've probably done a lot more things than, actually, we know that they've done a lot more things <laughs> than we know. It's a given. Um, and I don't know how it's going to turn out. The, you know, I've heard Ron Paul says ideas change people and, you know, they can't be stopped. So there's there's two ideas right now being presented. And, you know, uh, part of me says that Gosh, it's like the the majority of the people out there just deserve this. I mean, really, it's like you know what you deserve it. Let them, let them take your life. Let them take your kids. Let them take your freedom. Well, they're uh, all let realists. Them take, let, let them let, let them take this this country that you really don't know anything about and turn it into what they want, you know, and not what the what America really is a lot of people that believe in what is happening they call themselves realists and a mutual friend of ours had said you know well i am a realist and i said well can i tell you what a realist means a realist means is that you're not going to believe it until the concentration doors slam on your ass that is what the definition of a realist is it ain't real until it happens Everybody else, then, therefore, are conspiracy theorists. You are terrorists. You are whatever that the government says that you are. And, the, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. And I don't understand how having a country full of immigrants that come from all walks of life and all forms of government could actually think and feel that this is an okay thing. But I guess it doesn't really matter as long as they have their electricity paid for, their housing paid for, their, their health care paid for, their, you know, transportation cared for. Uh, everything the government is, you know, uh, big daddy, sugar daddy, and uh, you know you don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? And um, and that's how the, a lot of these Marxist countries, you know, people end up fleeing for their lives, and you know they get up there and been snuggling and schmoozing with you know uh, the government, when, you know they have money, and then all of a sudden the government they start having issues with the government, and they end up having to go underground, they end up having to defect. 
uh, with their family in the middle of the night, just like, you know, the sound of music. And, you know, people think, oh, that's just Hollywood. That just isn't going to happen. You know, that's just all pretend. And it's just like, seriously, man. I mean, seriously, this is like in my grandparents' lifetime that these things happen. I mean, this is not like, you know, 500 years ago here. No, I know. Not much evolution. (coughs) (laughs) It's very recent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I think that uh, we're in a really sad state, and I don't, you know, what hope do you see? You don't see much hope when uh, they basically just come and attack your, your rights, as an individual, all of them are gone. I mean, this is becoming a, a socialist mess. You're right. What do we need the Constitution for? We really don't need it anymore. Please state. We don't need the Constitution anymore. Well, um, especially when you look at it, too. I mean, for years we could turn around and point at the, at, at the Democratic Party and uh, for the most part in this. And now uh, the Republican Party is so saturated with the moderates, which – Quite frankly, it's like Democrat light or something. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, Karl Rove declared war on the Tea Party. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not it's, 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 it's not a good thing. Um, I don't trust now uh, the people that they are putting up for nomination. Uh, it uh, They don't meet my views. Uh, I would like to see Rand Paul uh, run for president. I'm hoping that he will the Republican Party is going to do everything that they can to prevent that from happening. Um, matter of fact, I think I heard it. I think it was Fox News. Um, I'm going to say allegedly because I can't remember which uh, station I was watching at the time. I'm pretty sure it was Fox. Was saying that uh, Cuomo for president. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I don't want anybody dictating what I can eat. I don't need that. He needs to take his immigrant ass and take it back from where it came from. I'm just not having it. I'm not doing it. I'm not playing that game. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it, you know, and I don't need, you know, um, you know, Mr. Testicles, you know, having the balls to tell me uh, what I need to, you know, eat, drink, and smoke, and, um, and, and how I should, you know, uh, conduct my life and that's part Cuomo, of it really the, the guy the guy be. the guy who says okay we're going to give out abortion pills in school but you can't wash it down with a soft drink yeah <laughs> right oh my god i mean god that, that's like well put there uh tim but that's the truth yeah, that that's brilliant. that oxymoron moron whatever you want to say an oxymoron that, that they have going on in their dialogue don't protect yourselves you know but they're killing our kids they're killing our civilians i mean i don't you know is it wag the dog? Are we like living in some like alter reality or something here? I mean, it's like I get kind of waiting for the buzz to wear off or something. That maybe I'll wake up and think, "Oh God, that was just all a bad dream." But it's not. It's not. Even our own party is after us. Yeah, everybody's after us right now. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's sticking up for us. Nobody's defending us. Nobody seems to care. Well, then that's, just allows this crap to happen, and it's like you know, you get the right wackos that want to go slaughter the world, and you got the left wackos that want to take away all of our rights. I mean, that's the white wackos too. All the wackos, all the people in Washington are wackos to me. I don't think anybody is really representing the American people, and it's just these 
big government ideas. Oh, well, you know, the Republicans are the small government party. Yeah, they're the small government party of the big government. You know, okay, yeah, they, they want a little smaller government uh, than the big government people, but it's still gigantic. It's like not really small government. It's not really conservative. There, there should be three parties. There should be a real conservative type party that doesn't believe in all this. Well, there should be like a libertarian party, Republican party, Democratic party. That would be fair. No, no, no. I think it needs to be two parties. I think we need to have a libertarian party and all the Republicans, the moderates, the senos, the conservative name only just need to go ahead and admit what they are and go ahead and join in on the Democratic side. And let's call a spade a spade and not play shell games. I mean, that's what that is. When you have three parties going on, it's a shell game. Well, look at, look at Carl Rowe. Too confusing. Look what he just did. He made the rhino pack. There should be no party. That was the original concern of even George Washington made the statement that political parties would destroy the nation. Let me read this on uh, Carl Rove. Yesterday, the New York Times reported that the biggest, quote-unquote, biggest donors in the Republican Party have joined forces with Carl Rove and Stephen J. Law, president of American Crossroads, to create the Conservative Victory Project. The Times reports that this new group will dedicate itself to, quote-unquote, recruit seasoned candidates and protect Senate incumbents from challenges by far-right conservatives and Tea Party enthusiasts who Republican leaders worry could complicate the party's effort to win control of the Senate. The group points to candidates like Christine O'Donnell in Delaware and Richard Murdoch in Indiana. Come on down. You're... Examples of Tea Party primary picks going sideways in major senatorial battles. I mean, that's the thing, is that there is no difference than John McCain than there is Barack Obama. There is no difference than Mitt Romney than Barack Obama. There is no difference between them. And no. They, <clears throat> well, McCain doesn't want gun control right now. Obama no. hates America. I no. don't think that that uh, Romney necessarily hated America. I well, what do you mean by Obama hates America? Uh, Obama despises everything uh, that is American and American way of life. He clings to the communist uh, vision of government. I think Romney is more. I believe he loves America and loves the private industry flourishing if he owns that private industry. And really, the, that's, I think the big difference between Republicans and Democrats, and I really think that's the only big difference, the Democrats want to increase government control so mm-hmm. that the government is the power, the government is the economic force. I think Republicans want more government control for to benefit the few corporations that they want to have power. Is he's crony capitalist. Yeah, that's exactly what he's talking about. That's what yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. Mitt Romney is a crony capitalist. And um, to me, he just needs to go ahead and join in on the Democratic Party because quite frankly, <clears throat> those kind of thoughts and those kind of um, I don't know. I don't know if it's conceitedness. I don't know what makes a person feel like they need to have the government come in and control things. I don't know what it is in their inner being that says, you know, uh, I feel like I know better than the people. What kind of human being, what do you have to have in your soul? What do you have to have in your brain to feel like you know better for other people? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And I, you know... You look at where we're at with the Republicans and Democrats and, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you got. You keep voting these idiots in and 
and they keep getting it. I mean, look at look at this last election. You had Mitt Romney or Barack Obama. Both of them suck. Uh, nobody was really happy. I shouldn't say nobody. There was most people weren't really happy with them. Uh, the yeah, I don't know. It's it, the whole thing's a mess. Karl Rove. I mean, he he or, orchestrated a lot of this mess that we're in right now because of all of his war propaganda that he he pushed through back when in Bush's term. I mean, Karl Rove is the, the he's the devil. You gotta stay away from Karl. He Rove. certainly isn't conservative. That's the thing. Is like not only did the Republicans hijack the Tea Party, they hijacked the name conservatives. It's almost kind of like gay people hijacking what used to be a perfectly good name, which is gay. It's been hijacked. You know, not that somebody feels any differently about you. It's just that you've hijacked something that was already, you know, had a had an essence, had a had a life and a substance to it. They've hijacked it. And they have uh, literally, you know, changed it to what they want it to be. And, and that's kind of really how I feel about it. I do feel like the Republican Party has been hijacked and the Democratic Party has been hijacked. I know Democrats that are pro-gun. I know Democrats that are, you know, pro-Constitution. And I look at them, I'm like, you know, I don't understand why you're voting Democrat. Without your Second Amendment rights, it doesn't mean a damn thing what you think and what you believe. Without your gun, none of your opinions matter. Matter of fact, give me your gun, sit down, and shut the hell up. And that's exactly what the government is saying, and people are like, oh, okay. Hey, you having a gun buyback program that I can make a couple hundred bucks? Crazy. Screw the government. I know we're like physically exhausted, mentally exhausted after we get off this program. I swear, well, we... this one has been really rough with this stupid report that came out. You know, it's like uh, I'm just so fed up with this stuff. Feel very know? deflated and feel yeah, very man. worn down and very, you know. Oh, because I don't think anything's going to happen. I think we're screwed. I came out. I mean, at least now, you know, because we've been saying this kind of stuff for a while. Yeah, but he's, when he's, it comes out, at least. When somebody says you're crazy, you say I'm crazy. Look at this, and there's at least something yeah, to make us not as crazy. I mean, if you look at it though, I mean, read it, and they're like, "Oh, well, look, they're talking about Al Qaeda." They're not going to understand. <laughs> they're too too fucking stupid. I think I want to watch to Beyonce un- to understand <laughs> what this really means. Got to go down really and do means. my little African voodoo dance around the Super Bowl campfire. It's just sick, man. I just, I'm, what can you do? I mean, this whole thing is garbage anyway, and a lot of the American people that have supported this, they deserve every single thing they're getting. You know, we, only in America can a government official threaten drone strikes on us one week and this report be released the next week. I mean, that's what it comes <laughs> to. Yeah. I'm serious, dude. This strike I mean, happens right. before. That's why I'm so upset. It's like, dude, we just... The order of things are not just suggested that, that he, the, the government will drop bombs on us via drones last week. Uh, and now this report comes out basically saying, or no, not basically, it's saying, <laughs> saying that a high-level government official can drop a, dro- a, a, a missile on us here in America. No, of course this is this is saying out of the country right now. And what Al Sharpton had to say? Yeah, well, let me let's read this. We talked about this last week, I know, but it's it's pretty. He says, "Absolutely, man. 
I mean, if you look at the Second Amendment, it was that you would have militia to protect yourself in case the government came and attacked citizens. First of all, if the government were to come to disarm you, you would not be able to use an automatic weapon to defend yourself. No shit, they're illegal. Let's be serious. We're in a world of drones now, so the Second Amendment would not help you in that area. It's absurd to try to cite that. And then he goes on to say, people do not have the right to unregulated rights ha! in this country. Man. Sit down, shut up, and bend over. That's exactly what he's saying. Oh, man. And this is a guy who's, uh, I'm guessing he's black. I don't know. Sometimes I'll look at Al him. Al Sharpton? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean I'm mean, i assuming he is. Yeah, I would good, think that by the hair, I would say so. I would think that if you, you know, your people came from slavery, you would be a little bit more not wanting to end up on Uncle Sam's plantation. But he seems to be herding them all on in. He looks like a relative of Michael Jackson after surgery. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I look at him and he just kind of looks... Like Michael Jackson after he had his surgeries, but I mean, yeah, basically he's saying that maybe he they would drop. Maybe he thinks he's white. Maybe he maybe does. he thinks he's a white man, or he's he could have been one of the original. You know, slaves didn't come here by the hand of of white men. No, they're originally. The, it was black. The, the slave trade was huge within Africa before we started going over there and buying them so from other black people. Maybe, so maybe he was one of the original slave yeah, drivers. That's it. He mm. was one of the. He his, that's his heritage. You know, like I'm Confederate, they blame me on slavery. Let's turn around and look at people like Al Sharpton. Maybe his heritage was selling slaves. Maybe that's what we got to look forward to. According to that statement, we don't have any rights. We need just to sit down or stand up and bend over or something. I mean, I mean, dude's crazy. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's one thing, and, and here's something that we'll, we'll leave with this thought. It's really hard to take something away. From someone once they are given it, mm-hmm. and they're trying. If you think about through history, man has been enslaved. Man has been ruled by tyrants and dictators and oppressive people. Man has been killed, raped, slaughtered, tortured, every bit of horrible thing that could happen by governments. I mean, it's it's it is the most consistent part of world history. It's the most consistent part of. I mean, yeah, it, it is the most consistent part of world history. Yeah, and to think that it couldn't happen now, when it when it's happened over and over again throughout history when we know we fought to get away from this kind of stuff and to be given these rights and to have it on this piece of paper called our constitution that says that these are your rights given by your creator that these are your rights like you have these no matter what they can't take these away from you you're given these rights at birth as an American citizen this is what you get you are a free human being and then to have some group take them away and for people not to fight it and just to think, oh, it's not that bad. No, no. You don't realize how bad it could be. You think you have it good now? You have no idea how bad it could be. And you could one day just find yourself waking up in a 
concentration camp or being tortured or being on a rope getting ready to be hung uh, with your democracy your democracy there with you know ten of them with their noose up in the tree ready to be your judge jury and uh, executor exactly and it's not that far away and if you don't think it can happen again or can't happen to us you don't understand history because the, the, the unfortunate truth is history always repeats itself and I'm afraid it's it's happening right now You've been listening to Freedom Cartel, www.freedomcartel.net. I'm Ed Clay with Melanie Sinclair. Peace.